Hey y'all, and welcome back to Ray of Light TV Podcast. I'm your host, Raven Lynn, welcoming you all back to another episode of Soul Care Sunday. Now you all may know me from Instagram as the YouTuber, TikToker, dancer, or even the girl who's always making encouraging faith-based content. But here on this podcast, you will get to experience me in a whole new light as I take you through our Soul Care Sunday series. Here on this podcast, transparency and healing is the focus behind every episode. So I invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the radical transformation that will occur in this podcast that is destined to leave you better than when you came. Thanks for joining us and welcome to Ray of Light TV. Right. Hey, y'all. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Ray of Light TV. I am your host, Raven Lynn, uh, dancer, podcaster, and faith-based content creator. And I welcome you all back into the room that's destined to leave you better than when you came. For all of my first-time visitors, I greet you all with a hearty hello. And for all of my returning subscribers, I say welcome. Thank you all for choosing me for another Sunday. I promise you won't leave out disappointed. Now, let's get into it. So guys, how are we doing today? I know it's been a minute since it's just been us. I've been having a lot of guests on, so I just wanted to do a little check-in on this Soul Care Sunday. And just as a slight disclaimer for those of you who are unfamiliar with Soul Care Sunday, it is a weekly segment I created here on the podcast in which we dive into various topics and discussions, finding ways to extract wisdom and hope from them, while also providing practical tools that enable listeners to live a more radiant life. Because it's, of course all about the light. With that being said, for today's episode, which is a quick back-to-school check-in, I wanted to bring on two guests who I felt would be excellent contributors to the discussion. Ania Geralds is a junior at Kennesaw State University, majoring in early childhood education. Ania is also a dancer and is on the path of becoming a life coach, fitness coach, and professional dancer. Ania is also a really close friend of mine and one of my first Christian friends at Kennesaw. Carlene Brantley is a mom of one wonderful son. She is also employed in the medical field in Youngstown, Ohio. Carlene is also the daughter of my amazing pastor and first lady, making her one of my built-in sister girls. Carlene is a wonderful and hardworking woman, and I am blessed to have her on my podcast today. So, guests, after this introduction, how are you doing? Talk to the people a little bit, and we can start with Ania. How are you guys doing today? Um, I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. I am very excited to be here with y'all talking, chatting it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited. I am excited to get into this conversation. I am excited to dive in and to just engage with you guys. And um, yeah, like I'm just, I'm ready for God to move and it's going to be good. Yes. I am yes, okay yes. today. Um, tired as always, but hey, that's the life of a parent. Um, but I'm excited and I really appreciate you thinking of me, Raven. That was so thoughtful and 
I'm honored. Thank you so much. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so I'm grateful that you guys could come on today for the episode. I know I asked both of y'all. And so thank you guys for coming <laughs> on. Um, but I honestly felt that this conversation was so important to have because for the last year, you guys know that we have been home due to the pandemic. Um, and the transition from home back into the classroom, back into the workforce has probably taken a toll on everyone, whether we acknowledge it or not. And I often go back to the kids first. So I often think about the kids that I work with I'm at an after school program teaching them dance. And I wonder, like, how has the transition been for these babies? Like, how has it affected them emotionally and spiritually? I know we don't talk about it a lot, but, you know, the babies are probably like, you know, what's going on? We were at home. My parents were teaching me. And now we're going back into the classroom. Like, I don't really know how I feel about this. So the first question I have for you, Ania, is with you um, getting experience working directly with children as well, how has your transition been going back into the classroom? Um, it's been interesting. I um, With my field experience that I'm going through right now with school and then also me being um, a part of an after-school program as well, I'm able to have hands-on um, experience with two different groups of kids. And so that has just been really eye-opening for me because um, I've seen the repercussions that COVID has done to these babies. I specifically am placed in a first grade classroom this year. And then at my, um, at my job, I work with kindergarten through second graders. So that's like a huge gap of kids. But when I tell you that I have just seen, um, I guess, just the disconnect almost um, socially and then also academically as well, especially the kindergarten, first grade, second grade gap, it has been really interesting to see how um, a lot of these like first grade teachers and second grade teachers have had to kind of reteach. Mm kindergarten like in my for example for like for um the college that I'm at uh my first grade teacher she's like she was telling me like the second weekend she's like while I am a first grade teacher I feel like I'm a kindergarten and first grade teacher and so I thought that was really crazy and an interesting thing to witness um just being like within the field is that you know a lot of these babies honestly lost a lot of academic um, progress Mm -hmm. during the pandemic. And I think that unless they were involved in a program where they were able to engage with other kids, the social aspect of what I was talking about earlier as well has also been interesting. I've seen um, a lot of electronics raising children instead of kids or instead of, excuse me, instead of parents raising children, um, a lot of things that kids have been exposed to because they've been at home for a year now that, you know, I was never exposed to growing up. And so just seeing like different dynamics, being back in the school, being exposed to different grade levels, seeing the social aspect of different kids, and then also the academic aspect Um, of different kids, at least in the younger elementary grades, has just been really eye-opening and interesting to me. Wow. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And so, Carlene, uh, my next question would be for you um, as a mom, because Ania and I, you know, we both have experience working with kids, but you're like, you, you in it for real, you're a whole mom. So as a mom, like, what was it like sending your son back to school? How did this experience make you feel? Like, was there any anxiety or anxiousness behind it? Like, how did you feel about it? Honestly, I was extremely excited to send him back okay. to school because Brandon is one of those kids that need um, interaction. Mm -hmm. Like she, like Ania was talking about, he needs social interaction. He needs structure. He needs to be in a one-on-one -on -one type of environment. So when the pandemic hit, it was the latter part of his freshman year. Mm -hmm. So from March, I guess, 2020 is what it was, I think or yeah, March, 2020 through the end of that school year. So the last two and a half months of his ninth grade year, he was home and he was doing well for the first couple of weeks after that Easter break, everything kind of like went downhill from him because he was home by himself. I was at work, he was here. It was up to him to do his assignments, to read his you know chapters and, and his homework and so forth. And I just felt like, okay, well, this is not it, Brandon. Let's see what they have for your 10th grade year. Hopefully you'll go back. Well, the whole 10th grade year, he's home again. And again, no structure, no social interaction. And this generation is basically, like you said, being brought up with phones and internet and YouTube and the distractions are great when you're home because you have nobody to say, hey, that only for an hour you're on YouTube or you only get that hour break back to your schoolwork. So I had to call and check up on him from my job to make sure he's doing it. But I never knew if he was doing what he said he was doing. So I was excited to get him back in. He wasn't so excited, but I was excited to send him back. I really had no reservations. Brandon is vaccinated. Um, he has asthma, so I was really worried about that. So I got him vaccinated as soon as we could. He wears his masks faithfully, so I'm not worried about that. But I'm glad he's back in. He's actually doing far better now that he's back in class um, with other students than he was at home. So I, I'm happy. Yeah, wow. It just feels like it's been so much, I know, put on, like, I, I know me and Ania are college students. It's a lot for us. So I can't even imagine how it's like going through high school and middle school, like, during these times. I know so Right. And these are supposed to be your, your happy times during high school. I said, these are the times you're supposed to enjoy the most. And half of them are at home. I feel so bad for the kids who were graduating last year and the year before who really didn't get to have that senior year moment. And I'm. I'm glad it's on its way out, but we still need to take those precautions. Yeah. The way that we do school has completely shifted. The dynamic is mm -hmm. just completely different now. And so we just kind of just have to continue waiting and seeing, like, what is it? Like, how is school going to look like? Right. But, Ania, back to you. Um, is there anything that you've learned from the pandemic specifically that has equipped you to be a better, um, you know, help? in the classroom and a better child care provider now? Is there anything you've learned that's helped you? Oh, so many things. <laughs> um, that is a good question. 
I think I have learned through the pandemic that has helped me in the classroom the most would probably be hmm. sorry I'm pausing but like there's there's so much um I think just growing my heart more and really seeing people for who they are, seeing kids for who they are, having more patience for these kids, um, especially with um, what they may be coming back from mm -hmm. as far as like their home environment. I have, um, have had hands-on experience with some kids that I work with where, you know, their home environment isn't the best. Um, and so that directly reflects the way that they act at school, the way they act at my job. So honestly, just like having more compassion for kids, but also just people in general, because I think that we are all big kids at heart, whether we want to open it up or not. Um, but especially in the classroom, I think just I, I learned to just have even more compassion than I already do for these kids that come into my class every day, um, knowing that, you know, you just got to. Yeah, you really just have to have compassion. That's like my biggest thing right now, just with with the kids, is that you really just have to have compassion. You have to be understanding. Um, just with just because the pandemic allowed us to really just like stop and to slow down and to just really think about literally everything, because mm -hmm. that's literally all we could do. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I could go into like the whole like teachery side of me, but like when it comes to just like the soul part and like the part that really matters besides the academics, having compassion for these kids is what's really important to be in. Yeah. I agree. What I've learned when working with kids is you literally have to go the extra mile. Like being a teacher is not a job for the lazy. It's not a job no. for the weak. <laughs> you literally have to go the extra mile because you're dealing with kids who are coming from all different backgrounds, who have various learning styles, who um, have various personalities, different things like Prime example, so I'm teaching kids at an after-school program right now. And my kids were playing and they were messing with each other. And I sat down with the girl and I was like, um, I was like, Zaya, like, what's, what's been going on with you? You've been acting, you know, a little crazy lately. Like, you know, I didn't say those words, but I'm like, what's been going on? And she was yeah. like, Miss Raven, I'm hyper. I'm a kid. And I had to check myself because <laughs> I was like, hold on. You're right. You are hyper. Right. You are a kid. This is an after-school program. Why? Well, like, what am I expecting from a seven-year-old kid? You know, like, she's mm -hmm. a child. And so it's like even our understanding of how to interact with these children and our expectations for what school is and whatever is different. This is their after-school program is their safe space. It's not right. for me to kind of project how I think they should be acting. Like, you know, within certain boundaries, they can't do certain things, but like, She's a kid. She's going to be hyper. And so mm -hmm. I definitely think what you're saying right now, Ania, is so needed, that compassion, um, that understanding, that just 
um, I guess, grace for these babies who are, you know, going through this transition, but also are still children at the end mm -hmm. of the day, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It, you have anything to add to that, Carlene? I think the one thing I'm going to take away from this pandemic is discipline, mm. and not just for Brandon, but for myself as a parent, um, and patience. I mean, so much patience you have to have, and, and that I've learned over these last, what, year and a half. That's all I can say, patience and discipline, because it took a lot of both of those this last year and a half. And I applaud you you guys as teachers because being a parent and a teacher was not working this last year and a half. And it's <laughs> very hard. And, and like you said, the different personalities, the different uh, characteristics these kids have, their home lives, and, and you have to deal with each of them on an individual level, yes. knowing or trying to figure out where they come from how you need to approach them and so forth and so on. So I, I just, uh, I applaud you guys. Cause as a parent, we just, we know our kids. So we know what's going on, but you have to learn each and every individual child that you come in contact with. So yeah, just patience, discipline, unconditional love. Mm, yeah. yeah. I love that. That's so beautiful. I feel like I'm always gonna keep coming back to you, Carlene, because you're like the mom spoke part. You're the mom. You're the spokeswoman of the mothers here. Yes, I will try. Yes, with you having to do, uh, be a mom, be a teacher, be a personal chef, be a all these different roles that you had to play throughout this year. How have you still found time to find a superwoman to the world but also superwoman to yourself balance have you been finding that balance and what does that look like for you honestly i have not because my world revolves around that little boy yeah. so i always always make sure he has what he needs he has what he wants kind of and um <laughs> I always think of myself last, but I think that's what we do as parents. We are like at the bottom end. Even I, I'll put my brothers and my parents and my nieces before, you know, anything that I need. I'm like yeah. uh, last thought. And if anything happens to be left over for myself, then I'll indulge. But other than that, I, I don't think I found that balance. I'm trying mm -hmm. hard mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, picking up different shifts. I just graduated nursing school at the top of 2020, right before the pandemic hit. Oh, and, period, girl. <laughs> and it was difficult then because we were both in school, Brandon and I, we both had assignments, we both had homework, so that was difficult. Um, but we got through that. Right now I have a full-time job, 40 hours a week, and I pick up um, with two different nursing agencies just to kind of make ends, not make ends meet because I'm making ends meet, but try to give us some cushion and build that nest egg. So that is difficult because I want to be here with him in every, you know, single moment I can. I don't want to miss out on anything with him. And at the same time, I want to um, create uh, an environment for him to be happy in, to thrive, to be safe, 
And that's just, it's a balance. It's work, but it's all love. Yes. And, and you know, that's how it goes. Sacrifice is the ultimate word, I guess, for us parents. It's always sacrifice. And it is sacrifice without regret. Mm. That's beautiful. Yes. That's beautiful. I love that. I'd like to add to that, Ania. I know we were, you were just talking about that earlier, so I'll give you the floor, girl, to say what you want to say. Oh, no. Miss Carlene got that one. That was... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I guess just kind of like piggybacking off of that word sacrifice in particular. Like, I think if anyone has taken anything away from this pandemic just in general, like outside the classroom right now, just like with whatever you're trying to work on, goals, personally, professionally, it takes sacrifice. You gotta, mm -hmm. you gotta pick and choose what you do. Mm -hmm. um, yes. I was literally talking to my boyfriend about this earlier, earlier today, like our life is literally made up of decisions. Right. Even not deciding is deciding. You know what I'm saying? So that's still a decision in itself. And so like just making those constant sacrifices, like I love what you were saying, Miss Carlene, about like being a parent is a sacrificial thing. And like, I think that is the same thing with being a student teacher right now. Like that's a sacrificial thing. Like I am sacrificing mm -hmm. my sleep because I have all these <laughs> lesson plans I'm learning and you know, that's just like the teacher side of, of me. And then I'm going to fitness mm -hmm. classes because I'm trying to get certified and I'm dancing like, while if I just wanted to be lazy and not make my goals happen, I could just go to school, do my work, be done with it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But in order to get what you want, in order to have the life that you have, in order to have the family that you want, Miss Carly, in order to continue your podcast, Raven, like it takes sacrifice. Exactly. Um, and I think that's different for everyone in everyone's life. But I just really, I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into that because I really like what you said, Ms. Carlene, on that. That was awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. I second everything y'all said. <laughs> second and third. It is awesome. Um, I, I feel like I continue to bring up these questions. And Ania, I, I want to get back to what you said about the lessons plans because I have a quick question about that. <laughs> okay. It's so important because like when the pandemic happened and the transition happened, like, Nobody asked us how we felt about it. It was just like, okay, we going back to work. We going back to school. And I feel like, especially for black women, because I feel like, Carlene, what you said about, you know, sacrificing for everybody else, giving to the world, believing just a teeny, teeny bit for us. I feel like that is the story of so many black women. And I feel mm -hmm. like it's so important to create spaces like these where we can just talk and say like, transition is hard like I'm low-key struggling like being a full-time and, and Ania I know being a full-time college student being a full-time worker um trying to have other things on the side you know mm -hmm. making time for God because that's that's sleep being mm -hmm. grateful with some men in the end of us in of itself mm -hmm. sleeping eating like it's a lot <laughs> And then just to add that on with like being a full time provider for another human being, like I can't even, yeah. I couldn't even imagine. 
Like I can't even imagine. My heart goes out to the mamas of the world because yes, y'all got a special anointing on y'all lives that I just don't have. Mm-hmm. You know what? Yes, and you, but you guys will. You just make it work without even thinking. It's that instinct that kicks in, yeah. and you don't even know when it kicks in. It's just like automatic. And you just plow through and keep it pushing. And by the end of the day, you're like, oh, Lord, I don't even know how I got through it. But she got through it. But she got through it. <laughs> yeah. By the grace of God. <laughs> Absolutely. So it, it's funny that you talked about lesson plans. And I want to jump back on that. One of my questions for you was, um, were you are you responsible for creating any lessons plans? Because I know I have some parents who listen to my podcast and I'm sure they would love to get a little ear into what's going on in the classroom. So if you would like to share any of your lesson plans that you're working on or created and how has that been influenced by the pandemic or have, have they changed in any way because of the pandemic? Okay, so this is perfect timing because uh, mind you, I'm a junior, so me getting the lesson plans this is kind of like the first like my first my first lesson plan is actually due next week monday so i'm still like roughing it out but um i can't really give a solid answer on how it's changed since the pandemic because of that um just because like i haven't really seen a lesson plan before the pandemic you know um but what i can tell my parents that are listening is that um when teachers do their lesson plans, it's very thorough. It is more than what you just think it would be. And what I mean by that is it's more than just um, the academics, you know, like I feel like a lot of people when they see, when they hear a lesson plan that a teacher does, they're like, oh, like that's just like literally like the plan for their lesson, like from A to B, like what they're going to say, how they write it out. Um what little activities that they're going to do now. Like, yes, it's that, but it's so much more. We have culturally relevant sections that we have to do based on the demographics of the children in a specific class. Um, Like for me, in my first grade class, the demographics of my school, it's predominantly Hispanic. So like, you know, it's, you know, we take heed of, you know, the culturally relevant aspect. Um, there's EIPs and IEPs and EIPs involved, disability sections that are involved. We have to take account of every single student that is in that class, how we can, um, kind of what you were saying, Miss Carlene, how we can make connections with all, all the kids, all the individual kids, disability, no disability, um, English language learner, no non-English language learner, Mm -hmm. um, yeah and it's a lot like it's a lot like it's very um i think it's like almost like six or seven pages long and it's um and like you know that's just like for my specific college it may be different for other schools but um yeah there's just there's a lot of different areas that i think that a lot of people didn't i mean i didn't even know that that was involved within it but yeah, it's um, it's very thorough. It's very holistic. And by the time a teacher has completed a lesson plan, um, they have thought about every nick and knack mm-hmm. of the classroom, of the kids, 
um, what they do need to do, what they don't need to do, how they can relate to the kids besides just the academic portion of it, but also um, like kind of going back to the culturally, culturally relevant thing. Um, like for my kids, for a group of Hispanics in the room, you know, I got to like think of something that they will be able to relate to vice versa with like, you know, other ethnicities. And so it's just, yeah, it's very thorough. It's a lot, but it's fun. Um, and yeah, everyone is considered in a lesson plan. Yes. Thank you, Ania, for sharing that. Um, before we end out, I want to give you guys a few tips and tools, a few practical tools we can do before we leave. I wish the discussion could be longer. Maybe we can do a part two. Um, but the first thing that I want to leave you with is the importance of strategizing for the season. So figuring out some things that you need to incorporate into your life to succeed this semester, to succeed uh, for your work time this year. Try to take some time to think about that and create a plan of action. Number two, prioritize rest. Students should be getting between seven to eight hours of sleep a night to be ready for their next day. So making sure they're not staying up too late watching TV. This goes for teachers and parents, too. Mm -hmm. Number three, prepare the night before. Um, this next season will honor the prepared. I try to get my clothes ready at night, pick up my book bag at night, think about what I'm going to eat the next morning. I'm a little OCD, but this helps me in the morning. So try to get all your stuff together. Um, take the pressure off. Number four, take the pressure off. Grace yourself. This time is hard for everybody. Uh, number six, make sure that you are staying hydrated and drinking enough water. Uh, number seven, spend time with friends and loved ones. Take advantage of the time that we have to be back in person. Um, number eight, do things that make your soul happy. Uh, take some control back into your life by saying no to anything that is not absolutely necessary and more yes to the things that make you happy. And number nine, plan ahead. I wish I could show, I, you know what, it, I'm, the, the cat is out the bag. When I start selling my Rev Light TV planners, you guys are going to see like a little bit of my mind. I plan each month like day by day. Like I know what I'm going to do. I get it done and that's the only way I can sleep at night. So when I start selling these planners, y'all buy them. It's going to be great. Uh, so thank you all so much for joining me for this little back-to-school check-in with Carleen and Ania. Um, I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your Soul Care Sunday, and they will definitely be back on. So I love you guys so much, and be blessed. Love you. That was awesome. Love you, too. <laughs>